0: I'm Mike DiCebeto and this is the weekly segment of ESG Now. To prepare for our first story, Matt Muscardi and I sat down at a burger joint to discuss the new partnership between the Impossible Burger and the Burger King.
1: I'm sitting here with Mike
2: Yep.
1: He's about to pop
2: an Impossible
1: Burger into his impossible mouth.
0: Ah, it just tastes exactly like a beef patty. And then we'll discuss the New York Times report on the difficulties Wells Fargo is having in recruiting a new CEO. Their
3: real problem here is that they are hesitant, and rightfully so, to employ a new CEO from within the firm.
0: If you're in St. Louis this week, you can walk into one of the 59 Burger Kings around you and order a meatless Whopper. That is because the BK Lounge is partnering with Impossible Foods, a Silicon Valley company, to offer a version of its iconic Whopper sandwich filled with a vegetarian patty. Megan, who does this partnership benefit more?
2: The Impossible Burger people are obviously onto something. But I was thinking about, like, what's the ESG angle for Burger King and these other restaurants, like, is it green? Brownie point? Is it cost? I mean, these things might eventually have lower cost to produce. I don't know what they are now. Um, lower cost to produce than beef. Is it actually about carbon? Is it just about kind of keeping up with trends, um, which is not so much of an ESG angle?
1: I feel like the angle for Burger King is got to be like a it's got to be a consumer angle, right? It has to be they chasing the market for health food or or vegetarians or, or health conscious or whatever. But we know it's a genetically modified food, right? So if you're health conscious, you're more likely to find that. There's Pew Research that says you're more likely to find that frightening or objectionable in some way. We know it's not vegan because... Even though they listed on the receipt at Burger King as vegan, it comes with cheese on it and mayo. It's vegetarian, but a vegetarian wouldn't walk into Burger King just because of the impossible burger, necessarily, I guess. I can't figure out who's buying this. Like, how big is that market even?
0: I mean, the plant based market, quote unquote, analysts predict it to grow 10 billion in the coming years.
2: I don't think this is aimed at vegans though, Matt, or, or even vegetarians. Um, I mean, I, my take on this is that they're trying to target people who just like want to eat a little healthier, but not that much healthier. You know, the, the sort of folks who might go to McDonald's and order to salad and fries.
1: <laughs> I just want to say that's me. I order the salad and fries.
3: I think you're missing a key point here. I think from the perspective of consumers and the consumer base, they're trying to attract, this is a novelty item. This is, you know, this really is a high-tech thing. It has the, 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 uh, the pronouncements about carbon and all the marketing around carbon-friendliness and all that, that's not directed at people who are going to eat these things. It's not directed at a, at a Carl's customer or a Burger King customer. That's directed at our clients. That's directed at investors who are going to look at this as a step in the right direction relative to the carbon intensity of real meat.
0: The New York Times reported on the difficulties Wells Fargo is having in recruiting a new CEO after Timothy Sloan, the firm's previous chief executive, stepped down on Thursday, March 25th. The chairwoman of Wells Fargo, Betsy Duke, said the company is attempting to recruit an executive outside the organization because, get this, someone who is in Wells Fargo is not a good candidate. They have too much baggage of being a member of the company they're trying to recruit to. So you'll remember Tim Sloan was recently brought in front of a congressional committee to answer allegations that the company had not eliminated the aggressive sales culture. So Megan, you've covered leadership controversy for some time. What should investors see in the Wells Fargo recruiting difficulty?
4: I think this is such an interesting story. And when I first saw it, I thought I should go and look at what's the composition of the board because it's the board's responsibility to deal with this and to try and fix it. And it seems like they haven't been able to. And I was surprised to learn that quite a few of the current board members have been there not very long. They're they're new. They're people who have come on in the last year or two. And so there has been a refresh of a lot of the board, but it seems like it hasn't been enough. It hasn't really worked.
3: The real problem here is that they are hesitant, and rightfully so, to employ a new CEO from within the firm. So anyone who's been there for any length of time, you know, is going to be regarded as tainted in some way, which may or may not be realistic, but it's what they're facing. And there's just no, there's no way around that. If they, if they have someone come in and stay for long enough, regardless of the job they do, as long as they don't get into any more trouble, as long as they're, they're scandal free, their performance may not be where they would like it to be, but uh, you know, at, at some point they'll they'll develop a new pool of people who are untainted by that past, and then then they'd be all right. But um,
2: that that's their real in challenge. In the meantime, I mean, I think the board is right that they probably need to bring somebody in from outside, just because there seems to be such an entrenched culture throughout the yes, company that yes. you've got to have really strong leadership with with no dubious aspects. He even try to turn that around.
3: Yeah, it's you know what. What would be the strategy that you let? Let's say you were a director at Wells Fargo. What strategy would you want to embrace? You want to bring somebody in who's going to change the entire culture of the company? Yes. But do you want somebody who's going to change the basic strategy of of what is otherwise a very large and successful bank? Probably not. How do you find that that Sort of odd combination. Um, it's it's a real challenge. I mean, this is this right. is plus someone who's willing to take a job. on this really, really stuck with it here.
4: So the other thing that I wonder about this is how much Wells Fargo has set itself back in ways that are harder to measure, that leaves it leaves them having a harder time recovering because of their human capital situation. So people have presumably been. Fleeing. Talent has been fleeing because the situation at the company is not great. Morale's got to be bad. And in the meantime, they're looking to lay off more people. And yet, when you're in a situation where you need to turn things around, you need strong leadership, but you also need your whole team to get on board to help. And I, I do wonder if Wells Fargo might be struggling with that more than they might otherwise if this hadn't been going on for so long. But that's the thing. we
1: wrote we, we, uh, After the scandal broke... That's what we wrote about. We wrote about the scandal is actually not going to unfold as legal liabilities necessarily. It's going to unfold as human capital problems. I think there's a real case to be made that even though we have them, you know, bottom rated in our ESG ratings, and even though like they can't find a CEO and they're going to have human capital problems, I don't think it gets much worse. We have an understanding of what the payouts are going to be, and they're going to happen over time. But this is a big bank. They're systemically important, and they're going to have to improve their governance structures first and foremost, and their culture because they need employees and they need the talent to stay. Like they can't afford to lose it. I think they're in a position where if you have to improve and you have to do those things and you're so big, you can't fail I don't know. It feels like it feels like you know, an unintuitive place where you say this is actually something I want to watch as a as a long-term positive cuz there's
2: really kind of only up to go at this point. But how long is, is it going to take? Yeah, you got to be
1: question. a patient investor.
0: <laughs> that's it for the week. I want to thank Matt Muscardi, Megan Eastman, and Rick Marshall for joining me to discuss this week's news with an ESG twist. I'm Mike DiCibato, and if you enjoyed us, please subscribe and rate us. We appreciate it, and we'd like to hear your feedback, whether it's good or bad. Talk to you next week.
1: That's my turn. I'm gonna pop this thing called a burger.
3: That's actually possible. It's a possible burger.
1: I'm gonna drop this right in my my face bowl. Here we go. Ah. Oh yeah, that's really possible. But you can't tell the difference. Mm, I can.